0: back with another episode of the songwriters lounge with myself andy and my good friend tom hello 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 good to be back hello hello hello. how are you tom you well my man yeah good mate good mate
1: keeping busy trying to i'm working with a few different artists and also trying to do my
0: own stuff as well so it's uh it's been busy it's been really busy what about you yeah yeah i mean kind of the same to be honest um i've I've been i've been doing a lot of watching the like the vice news channel on youtube they do like these really cool oh, yeah. and i've just i've just discovered it they do the like these really cool um like the story behind the music episodes so i watched one about a thousand miles by vanessa carlton i watched one about it wasn't me by shaggy which i remember like when that came out and it like broke the world do you remember it it was like
1: yeah i remember it it. i think i was in like junior school or something yeah like. yeah i can't so remember I was, i'm sure i was still I was. like
0: knee sliding at like the like the discos you know i was like that age where it was like oh that's, you were that kid i could already tell at looking girls. at you you were the
1: <laughs> you were the knee slider with like the bag of crisps yeah, chips totally, for our american totally. viewers on the side
0: yeah. and the can of iron brew you know well that's because we're scottish oh, well, but... of course scottish <laughs> scottish yeah so, yeah, yeah, so I've just been checking those out because they're quite cool, so if anyone's um interested, you should you should check them out because they're they're quite informative and they go they show you like the producers, the a and r reps, you know all the people in the industry that helped make that hit happen, I guess and and it's really interesting, really interesting stuff. and then I've got a couple of cheeky new plugins which I'm playing around with in the studio during my mixing, so. Uh, I got the plug-in alliance bundle, you know, the mixing bundle, which I've convinced mm-hmm. I've tried to convince you to get. Have you got it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've yeah. got a ton of their stuff. There's a couple yeah. of there's a couple of their
1: I think they're their Mag EQ, I think that's oh. must be Mag EQ four. It's, it's unreal. Just the best. And it goes up to 40k. I
0: mean yes. it's like so that is if you want high end, it's such a good high end. Like so if if you put that at the 40K and just you know raise the gain on that the air that you get on a vocal is beautiful like it gives you such clear air it's it's lovely lovely stuff yeah i'm working
1: with this artist locally in indianapolis and she does a bunch of background vocals so i just put all of her vocal ad-libs especially in the bridge section of one of her songs it's like she does a call and release uh, or call and answer can't remember what you call it. But for that, I just subbed that straight to a bus. Maggie Q, 40K, up mm. 8 dB. Yeah, yeah. So real, real, a massive boost. But wow, what you get with it. And I just cut the lows up. I I, I, I like just getting the high end. So I cut the lows all the way up to about 500, 600 even. Oh, just the cut them locals. straight out just so it, yeah, just so it doesn't, annoy you when you're listening to like the main vocal because you want the main vocal to be front and the centre and then you just want these kind of coming out the sides. I mean, the Plugin Alliance stuff is just crazy. I don't know if any of you guys listening have that or have suggestions, but I use their Townhouse bus compressor on everything. <sighs> Amazing. Every um, Max. Every mix.
0: Every it's, mix. The,
1: it's the Master first thing channel on my mix bus. Yeah. Yep. Followed by the V three, which is I think you put me onto the V three, Andy. I did, yeah, yeah. I'm still working out what that stuff. I don't understand it still. <laughs> I'm just still playing with it. I'm like, damn, this thing's sweet. It's it's really good. I'll, um, I'll, and I saw but, that you've got the. Uh, I was gonna say I thought I saw you just got soothe as well, soothe.
0: So I did. That like, is sick. So you've had it for a while, and um, I've always just been using the Pro Q three and. Kind of using the dynamic feature on that to to tame certain frequencies that I really hone into, but um, but I guess I'm quite enjoying like the the growth of AI technology and and so there was always one I had my like on my radar, um, and I think it came out a cheeky wee deal, uh, maybe like a spring deal or something, and yeah, I got it and I, I've used it on a, a couple of tracks now, particularly ones that there's just so much um, kind of sharp frequency poking. Um, that for me to go in and surgically, dynamically try and tame every single one of those is quite like tedious. So yeah, it, it, it's been quite useful so far. I'd say I quite, I quite like it.
1: Yeah, for those of you that don't know, it's by a company called OX Sound or Oak Sound. I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's or called Soothe or Soothe Yeah, it's a it's like a dynamic resonance suppressor. So it's kind of similar to an EQ, but it's like it, it, way more surgical. So for me, I use it on. I like it on vocal. It kind of gets rid of any annoyance. Acoustic guitar, it's great on horns. Strings are great. I've even known people to put it on their mix bus just to kind of get an all round, just get rid of some. I think Chris Lord Alge actually. I saw it on one of his mix the masters. Just to just balance series. Up them. He put Soothe 2 on the mix bus. Yeah, just to just to just to get it right, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's also great on bass. Bass is like the secret weapon. I'm not a great bass mixer or low-end mixer. Uh, I guess I don't have the ear for it yet. I'm trying to develop that. But Soothe 2 mm-hmm. just cleans up the whole low-end for me. Cool. It just makes it easier to mix and get rid of the annoyances I hate. Or like, I hate when you're going to hear a pick in a bass recording. Yeah. I don't really use a lot of bass samples. I'll play the bass in myself. Um. But yeah, it's... A, I could
0: talk about plugins all day. We need to to move on. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We could make this (laughs) literally just me and Tom talking about plugins. So we'll get on to the good stuff, guys, which is the music. So we're on another Artist Spotlight episode. Um, So in between all our interview, kind of expert interview episodes, we're still doing what we started in season one with a bit of a change. Um, But yeah, so... We're going to kick things off with the a really, really nice song that we got sent in to us, I think, via our submissions email, which is really cool. And I think Tom checked it out and was like, we'll put this on the show. So here is... It has to be played. Yes. It yeah, has so to be played. It's, it's, a, it's a banger, guys. So here is Julia Brennan from the States with Unblame.
2: Hey, this is Julia Brennan, and I am so
0: excited for you all to hear my song Unblame. I hope you like it.
3: It's placed on someone I know It's a game we play Looks like you won Cause I can't unblend
1: I love that. Uh, so good, so good. And I'm, something I I, I I just noticed there that I didn't notice when I was first listening to it. I listened to this song a few times just to take some notes to chat about. And the snare cuts through so nicely there. The, again, I'm like they must have boosted those high frequencies. God, it, 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 it's so nice. Um, it's not too too hard hitting, which is nice as well for the. For the kind of genre, the like the pop, electronic pop, uh, mm. electro pop, um, it, it just does so well with that snare. And for me, what I was, what I took away from this song is the songwriting is so good that you could have taken the instrumental or the, the final song in about a hundred different directions and it'd still be a good song. Just because it comes down to melodically, lyrically, it's fantastic. Mm. Yes. Yeah foundation is strong this could be a rock song yeah it's got a solid base to it which I'm really glad they took it this direction because it just for me it's so emotive when you have that kind of ambience going on and obviously like the the, the lyrics the first lyrics are, it stays like this I wish I could forget everything that we shared and it stays like this I'm doing my best to unremember how I cared Sets the tone of the song straight away. The lyrics are so sad, but so beautiful at the same time. Cuts deep. Um, so it does straight away. You're like, okay, fair enough. You cut me d- you I don't cut me know where deep this song going. <laughs> you, you, cut, you cut me real deep just now. You
0: cut me real deep just now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but for me, the, the thing that I take away from it is how good the chorus is and how good the production on the vocal is. I'd love to know the vocal chain. Hmm. It just, it's one of those, I'd love to watch like the, the, the pass by pass of every track just from whoever produced it, because it's, or whoever mixed it, I should say, um, just the vocals are so clear and it doesn't fight with any of that. There's a lot of reverb in this song and it doesn't fight with the reverb, which is a common issue that we hear a lot of, but I just, I I thought it was what a great song. It's balanced really nicely. Like the whole, I can almost like follow it with an EQ. Just like as I'm hearing it, I'm like, wow, everything is there. Everything is in the place that I want it to be in when I'm listening to it. Um, I love how the kick and the bass kind of work with each other. They both kind of cushion each other. When one's going like crazy, the other's right there behind it. And they kind of like weave in and out of each other really nicely mm. and they work well together. Um and the the best kind of compliment I can give that I, I listened to this song on these headphones, my Yamaha HS fives, and just Apple AirPods, and they sounded just as good in every single one of them. So no matter where you listen to it, it sounds great. Just uh, one of those things that kind of gets overlooked a lot. But when you look at it, when you listen on different implements, like we just did an episode with Dave Darlington. If you haven't listened to it, go back and watch it. The guy is incredible. He said when he mixes, he will always just switch the monitors to listen onto like an old an old Japanese speaker that he bought in like the 1980s. Yeah. He's like, if it sounds good on that, it's a good mix. Yeah. And he is not wrong. And another He's, thing I just wanted to say, just to create the to create the emotion of the track, at the beginning you can hear like the hiss or white noise of the preamp or it's either that or vinyl crackle that they've added in the background, which is really nice. I know that you touched upon this as well, Andy. Yeah. Um, but it's so huge when adding character and emotion to a track, adding something like that. And it's so simple. Just add that kind of, that, that, that the hiss of the preamp, just so you know something is coming that something's coming. It's going to blow your socks off.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's definitely that's, a preamp. That's, I, that's, think. I mean,
1: yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like the hiss of a preamp. But I know that there's like plugins now that you can recreate the hiss, yeah, the way and noise the crackle and of vinyl, or like how tape kind of emulates and goes around, um, But great job, great job, you guys. Julia, banging track. Hey guys, it's that time again. It's time for a cheeky songwriting challenge. This is where mid podcast episode we write a hook over the top of an instrumental provided to us by our sponsors, Jettrax. Now, you can go to Jettracks.com today. Get, buy one, get one free. Get a free track if you buy one with our code, Lounge. That's Jettracks.com. Today, I wanted to give my good buddy and co-host, Andy, a really, really difficult subject to write his hook on top of. So Andy, this week, stapler over to you.
3: So I'll snap us together like a stapler Cause you know that I'm your favorite stationer Don't try to run away from a stapler Even though maybe I'm probationer Can't you see I'm crazy for the way you make me feel And these metal pins will show you that I'm real When I'm stapled to you.
0: yeah i mean i i thought it was just a really solid electropop ballad um and a lot of respect for the sound design as well because uh the song i mean you've already mentioned so i won't go over it but the song is an absolute like foundational like a solid foundation to build on um and i really like the sound design all the different kind of synths in the background all the kind of moods That were created from the the different choices were were really good. I thought the melody. I think for me, overall, like you always, you always with a ballad like this, it's always down to the vocals and the lyrics to to move you and to you know to to tell you a story and to to get you in the the singer's headspace. And I I love the vocal melody. I've said it numerous times on the show that intervals are where the hooks are for me. So I love the. Da, 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 da. so you can hear the, da, da. So the octave jumps like you can hear yeah. the the intervals there and it's like that kind of thing instantly i guess you it might just be me but i'm sure a lot of people will relate like when they hear that kind of interval it, it it's those elements that stick for them that they are then able to hum five minutes later definitely always always one of my tests when i write a song is if i can't still hum it like 10 15 minutes later after i've like s- like sat it away then it's probably not a strong enough song um and that's always a little cheeky test that i do um and i think this would this would have passed that 100% and yeah the lyrics were come deep trick. they were they were good they were good um <laughs> outstanding i i think the the key like i can't i can't unblame you it's quite like powerful in itself. Like obviously, all the lyrics are really strong, but that one line for me, it tells you the whole concept of the song in that one line, which is, you know, I was in love with you, something went wrong, and like you know, I just I can't unblame you yeah. for what you've done. Um, it it just it creates yeah that, that whole other line
1: that unremember how I cared, try my best to unremember how I cared is such a unique line and using unremember, which is not a word, but it is in this song.
0: Yeah. And we all know what it means. Really well written. So, I mean, that kind of thing is, is very strong. I loved the strings and the chorus. So again, I'm kind of going back to sound design Mm -hmm. and that the, the way that the strings came in at the chorus so if you listen, go listen to the full track, guys, because it is worth it. And you'll hear the strings come in and and take you emotionally to that next level. Um, it just lifts everything. Strings are a very emotive instrument in general. I think, you know, you, you look back through the ages and strings are always part of the orchestra, you know, when it's like the, they can, with the tremolo, create like the suspense, so they can create these lovely romantic legato movements and i think bringing them in, in the chorus was a was a definitely good choice for me in this and yeah like the low end was so well mixed like really nice sitting of the bass and kick together which is so important for electro pop and and yeah like I, I just i just thought it was a really really great song and she you know she has a, a definite artistic sound so i'll I'll definitely yeah, be checking. Does checking out more of her material for sure and we'll definitely add these songs into our spotify playlist
1: which we'll leave in the description you guys our artist spotlight playlist we will we will it's got so sort
0: of, it's, it's turning into one of my favorite playlists great <laughs> I playlist on, i put it on in the car the other day and um, when i was on a long yeah, drive and i was just going through them and i was like oh yeah like i, I forgot that was from I season know, yeah. like i remember that from season one and and it, yeah they just they're very they're all very different but I like that, you know. So if you want a different playlist, because quite a lot of Spotify playlists are quite like samey, samey, you know, they all quite like some people write a song now to get onto a sounding playlist vibe, you know. So exactly, I quite like that that it's that it's different.
2: So yeah, yeah so, th- um, so thank
0: you very much for sending, and uh, and uh, if anyone else is listening and wants to do the same, you can send us a track just like. Um, julia did to submissions at songwriterslounge.net dot net, and we will be, we'll I mean, we check out everything that comes our way, and you know, we'll we'll give you some feedback, one hundred percent. And if you make the show, then brilliant, we'll promote you through and through. <laughs> exactly. So we'll we'll move on to the next, which is a different kind of stripped back, more acoustic song. And this is from Ashley Amber.
2: This is Ashley Amber, and you're listening to my brand new
0: acoustic version of my song, Those Nights, on the Songwriters Lounge podcast.
3: It's one of those nights, we'll be making love to sunrise. Doing shot for shot until the bottles dry. You put my hand in your hand, we'll do it again, yeah. Shout it down.
0: I mean nice touch at those, the end just, it's one of those nights it's one of those nights guys ASMR <laughs> songwriters <laughs> lounge ASMR <laughs> honestly that that vocal was outrageous yeah. Tom Um, I mean
1: one, one of the things that I wow. wrote down was how good Ashley's diction is you understand every single yeah. word no matter how powerfully she's singing really mm. really good really good um, oh, yeah I love the um, song there's a lot of energy there. in it
0: at the end like you said.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's so much energy in just vocal, guitar, piano and bass. Like, they're all right in the pocket there. Um, I love the brightness on the guitar, works really nicely with the piano. The piano drives the song for me. Um, and if you listen to the full thing, guys, which again will be on the Spotify playlist, they kind of start out with a big piano hit and it kind of sets the tone. Like It's like the pianist being like, right, you guys follow me, bang. Into the song, Ashley's vocal was amazing. The lyrics are awesome. It's a great story, really easy to follow story, which is always important. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some sweet, sweet bass riffs and there. The whole way through the song, the bass player is just tearing it up. Um, <laughs> tearing up. As it up. Yeah, he is. Listen this, this to it like, again. He like, is. All he's these, going for that. It, 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 boom. All these boom, different, boom, different boom, counter boom, melodies. Boom, boom, um, yeah. <laughs> great and it, it, the bass and the piano are kind of locked in like the which is different like the bass is locked into the left hand of the pianist but also the right hand of the pianist doing all the all the the melody runs the bass is doing a lot of that as well and sometimes even harmonizing with the piano which is clever and i'd love to be in that session where they wrote that and just to to hear it and um, one thing i will say is for me the bass is overpowering in this song um, it could have done with being turned down a lot. And also there's a frequency right in that low to low mid-range. Um, I actually think you've written down the exact frequency, Andy. Um, but it's <laughs> right in there somewhere that I would just notch out. Straight away, bang, get that out there. Um, just 3, a little bit too for me.
0: That's just... Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, maybe even a little bit low, maybe even yeah, too, Maybe even
0: 200, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's uh but that's that's one thing that I just took away from it. Other than that, the bass guy, I want to I want to hear that bass because he's ripping it. Um, again, if you listen to the full thing, Ashley kind of emphasizes some lines with just speaking it, uh, which just adds that extra emotion and definitely brings across the story in a new and exciting way for the listener. I, again when Ashley sings, like I said at the start, like her diction is incredible. So you understand everything. You're not thinking, what did she say there? Or like just trying to hum along. You understand everything she says and she performs it beautifully. It's really well sung, which obviously comes across in what you're listening to. Like, you, Wow. That's great because she sang it well. It's not the producer hasn't had to do much to her voice. Um, there's different sections brought in. There's like a shaker that, that gets brought in, which adds another element. Again, keeping you interested without even realizing too much that there's something else going on, except like there's someone there with a shaker. Um, And just, I just think that for me, the, the main emotion that I get from it is that the piano brings the character into the romance of the song. And it's kind of a romantic song. Um, I mean, it's as well from the lyrics.
0: They're making love till sundown or something like that. So, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah it's yeah, all they're, about the love, she, she's baby. Like, <laughs> she's, yeah, I feel like she listened to Barry White along yeah. with this song. Let's uh-huh. get it on. <laughs> Let's get it on, baby. Um, yeah, great song. Really enjoyed it. And uh, for an acoustic song, I like it that there's so many different elements. You don't really get that in acoustic music, but I think this one's nailed.
0: So I wonder if, um, if this is like a... Acoustic version of the, the main original. Because you get... It I don't is, know, yeah. like... I'll need to check that out too, because you can tell, like, the energy is there for... It could be, like, a big production song. So if if that is already done, then I'll be checking that out. I mean... Just... I had to compose myself after those vocals because it was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Just how clear her vocal tone was her diction was superb it was so hooky you know repeating it's one of those nights over and over again people can jump on that you know if i'm in if i'm in the crowd at a gig and i've never heard of ashley before and she starts singing this by like a third of the way through i can start like getting i can start like singing to your music because because it's okay it's repetitive but that's not a bad thing like i can instantly jump on no, that and ever. and start to like start to like join that that journey um and i just thought her riffs were beautiful you know really really solid vocal riffs with clear note to note separation they weren't like blending into one like they were like they were really really nice and that's someone that's vocally trained that that is either that or they've just been given a gift from god but you know (laughs) yeah could be either absolutely hats off um to that and yeah it's a a really nice story-based lyric that creates a really clear picture about like i got like for me it made me think of like it was a last minute date so it's like coming home and you're like right it's one of those nights like we've had a shit week let's go out let's have a date night and then you know let's have a, a lovely meal and then let, let's get home and you know let's get at it go to town <laughs> until sundown like baby. rabbits yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean whether that was ashley's vibe or not is uh is up to her but that's where it put me ashley so you've done something right and um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like, i like i just loved uh I love the emotion in the song. So it's like there's a lot where like the, the the instruments are are really going for it and then there's a lot where like if you listen to like the first verse and the bridge sections it really strips back to like nothing at all like really simple arrangement really low energy and just relaxed like relaxed tones and vocals coming across and so they they had like the the high energy and the low energy in this track which I really liked. Definitely agree with you that the bass was a bit distracting for my music production ears, you know, it's just it's just been pushed quite a bit forward for me. Um, and certainly because this is an acoustic track, you know, you don't you don't want it to be too bassy. You want it to be more about the acoustic elements, um, and just have the bass sitting there as a nice like foundation at the low end. But I think obviously because the bass was the bass line is so fucking good, they obviously wanted to push it forward a bit just to to shine it but um but yeah i would have i would have taken it back just ever so slightly maybe i don't know what would you say tom maybe like 5 db on the bass bus or something like that and just just have it just complementing the song rather than being like almost like a lead guitar element you know just just let it sit sit back in the mix and and that would have just topped i think even making that eq
1: cut would help mm,
0: mm, yeah maybe cutting
1: that right around Two to five hundred, you have to play with it, cutting that as much as I'd go as extreme as eight to ten dB hmm. just in the EQ cut. I think that made you might not need to turn down the bass bus.
0: Um, yeah, if you've got about a wide playing queue. with it, just to, to find the right level, yeah. If you if you've got a wide Q on the EQ, you know, and, and just notch it, don't go too surgical, maybe that would have that would have helped definitely. But, um, but yeah, a lovely, lovely track again. I I really enjoyed listening to this and uh, I hope you guys did too because yeah it's it's one of those tracks that instantly me and Tom listened to and we're like heads banging you know heads bouncing smiles on our faces like it's it's taking us somewhere and and that's that's what music is that's what we are all about on the Songwriters Lounge is you know it's trying to listen to music and feel those things whether that's you know, heavy metal or acoustic like this. And we've had it all on the show. So thank you very much for sending that, Ashley. That's very, very Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Really enjoyed it. Straight in the playlist. Straight in the playlist. Straight in the playlist. So we'll move on to the next one now. Uh, Who do we have here? We've got uh, Eric Dodd from the States with a very, very genre-based song. (laughs) I mean you cannot mistake what genre this song. is yeah it's a good it's, <laughs> it's a good country song so here it is I'll let um, I'll let you guys listen and then we'll we'll have a chat about it Tom sweet
3: hey y'all this is Eric Dodd and you're listening to
1: my new song Beer on the Bar on the Songwriters Lounge podcast hope y'all love it
3: thanks hypnotized our paper materialized materialize our hurt I'm in my third corona, and I left that tab wide open. All my friends know where.
0: Country. As soon as you hear
1: Eric talk, you're like, "Yep, yeah, I know exactly what this is going to be." Yeah, yeah. This is some K-pop. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, this is unmistakably heavy metal. <laughs> just, just, I was shocked when he played country music. That uh, no, was so good. See, see I the, love it. See the very, very start of the track, and we didn't play it here because we always give you a snippet, guys, just so you know you can. You can get a taste of it, but not the full thing. We've got you wanna... a tease, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got, got a, a tease, tease yeah. Absolutely. See the the opening part of this song, Tom. It made me feel hungover because of the way, like, I think he the way he is, um, like, vocally, the way like the rhythms are and the way the harmonics are. There's like the the kind of like it just made me feel a bit hungover. And then by the chorus, it was like as if you know when you're. You've got the, the hair of the dog. Back to party. You've had his, yeah. like, what Eric's saying, Your three Coronas and you're back on it. <laughs> That's kind of what it made me think of.
1: Do Yeah, it put me straight in Nashville, in one of the bars in Nashville. It, like, especially, I love the line, there's a lime in my Corona and left the tab wide open. I'm like, yes, I'm all about that. Like, it literally puts me there. Like, I get excited thinking about that line. I'm like... Damn, I want my tab to be open in Nashville when someone else can pay it, please. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, this was I a mean, big classic country song. We've had a ton of great country artists on the podcast, hmm. which has been awesome. Um Straight away, we've said it before. I, I feel like we keep coming back to things we've said before. The, the, the slide lead guitar is so good. It's so... <laughs> To, it takes me to Nashville again, just because of the amount of we've heard it. It works so well in this kind of music. All kinds of music, but especially this one. There's like also electric guitar stabs like at the beginning, and it kind of helps with that kind of headbang groove. And the bass is really well locked in with the kick drum. Like The low end is quality in this song. Again... They just go with each other. They kind of take the journey. The bass player is playing to the kick, which, classic technique. That's what. That's basically how bass players first started, just locking in with the kick drum. Yeah. Mm,
0: mm, mm. Uh,
1: really awesome. The drum mix is great. The drum's
0: fantastic. Uh, the snare cuts through beautifully. Yeah, I think the whole instrumental is really well mixed. Mm. Like, or, you know, it's, it's well tracked in the studio and then well mixed as well because... The drums and the guitars were so thick, like it was a real full sounding mix, like stark contrast to the one that we've just heard, you know, Ashley's song, you've got like that more acoustic feel. This was like the full production, you know, and it really kind of, you could hear it, you could feel it, you know, it it took you to a different place and yeah, really, really nice, big kind of warm country sound.
1: Yeah. I mean, as you said, like the drums are great. And one thing I noticed is there's like two ways you can mix drums. You can do it drummer's perspective or audience perspective. In a song like this, I'd always be like, do it audience perspective because it's got a very live feel, but Mm. they've done it drummer's perspective, which is hi-hat on the left or the hi-hat in the majority of the left which is awesome. It just, I don't know. I just enjoyed that. It's one thing I'd always listen out for when I listen to drums. I'm like, Oh, audience. So this is a live feel. But I got that live feel from being a drummer myself, more playing it. So I don't know if it, it helped me get into it a little bit more. Ah, thinking yeah, I was just you're playing like along. you drumming. Yeah, hi, exactly. But yeah, this is a great song, great country song. And you should definitely listen to the whole thing because it is a, it puts you in a good mood
0: yeah definitely definitely and uh I, I'd, I'd say a, a carefree drinking song is that about right definitely. you know just just switch it on on a friday night well it's a friday night now tom so after this i'm gonna switch it on it and is. have a beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah i'm yeah. going out for beers tonight maybe i'll have to put this song on I'm I'm not able to to go to the bar yet. We're we're soon going to open um oh, to man, be able I, to drink in bars sorry again. Sorry for making can that you, comment. Can you believe it? <laughs> I know. I know. COVID-19 guys, COVID-19. But um yeah, thanks for sending that in, Eric. That was that was cool. A cool like end to today's episode to leave it on that kind of that kind of Friday night feeling so when when me and Tom lock off this this episode I'll be cracking into a nice cold beer.
1: Yeah, I might go for a walk and put this song on with
0: a beer in my hand. (laughs) Classic
1: Eric. I'd like to drink with Eric, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd he'd uh, be be a good (laughs) drinking buddy if he's playing in Nashville and in bars and singing songs like that. It'll be a right laugh. Right laugh. Oh, that'd be great. I need to get great. to Nashville at some point, man. I'm desperate yeah, to get to. to that music great. scene. Great, oh. great place. Yeah, there's a lot of places to be honest in the states, music scene wise, that I am yet to explore. But um, fingers crossed, one day, one day. You'll get there, man. You'll get there. Same as okay. me. I I, I want to check them out all. There's probably too much to to actually tick off. You know, it's just. You'll never, you'll never get the full, the full breadth of venues and everything done because the states is just too huge. But, but yeah, I want to do some of the and the it's key different things. everywhere. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. like like the, the the rap scene where I'm from yeah. is crazy. I've I, I never scene. really into that rap music until I moved here and I was like, damn, these guys are so good. Like, and they'll rap anywhere and it sounds great. Like even acapella, they do it mm. and you're like wow okay these guys have got serious natural rhythm and they can they can rap that quickly put music on top of that it's like wow so it's a it's really really
0: entertaining yeah cool so we're on we'll move on now to the listener topic section and an episode what was it tom was it episode two i think two yes yeah so episode two we had our last artist spotlight episode where um at the end of it we asked you what has been your most successful single release strategy yet to get your music heard? and that it's a difficult question and it's it's something i think so many people are finding pretty tough because what what is it something like I don't know what the figure is. I used to know, but it's something like, I don't know, 40,000 songs every day to Spotify that's new or something like that. So how the hell do artists in this day and age like get their music heard? That's just, it's something that I struggled with. Tom struggled with. I don't know a single artist um, unless you're, you're lucky and you've just, you've been found by a label early on and just like, plateaued into this successful i guess like you know you've got your like the weight of a label behind you and and all their marketing power but for most people who don't have that it's really tough really bloody tough
1: take some serious self-investment and a lot of trial and error and we had so like to, to bring it to make it real you guys we had a lot of submissions that were similar um, yeah. from you guys. So thank you very much. Like you emailed in, you sent us Instagram messages. A lot of them were very similar. Uh, you know, a lot of them were like reach out to music bloggers, get on playlists, uh, Facebook advertisement, Google advertisement, YouTube advertisement. Mm. All of those work. Unfortunately, there's no, there is no real one way ticket. You kind of have to try it all, see what works for you a lot of it comes down to how good the song is, how good it's produced. There's a, there's a lot of tough love you need to give yourself. Like, is this song good enough? Would people want to listen to this? I know I've had that fight with myself more times than I can count. Um, you just have to really be honest with yourself and, and right, is this song good enough? No, let's do another one. If you think it is good enough, get others' opinions. So, you know, you can reach out to me and Andy. I know every time I've got a song going out, I'll say, Andy, what do you think of this? Um, And again, one thing we try and establish in this community is like a critique is not disrespectful. It's not a disrespectful thing. It's like you're you're meant to get feedback. You're meant to, you're trying to improve the song. And the only way you can improve the song is by getting people that have never heard the song before to say uh, it's good, but it's not catchy enough so maybe go and rework the chorus or it's good but the drums are sounding a little bit flat or st- stuff like that get other's opinions and it just makes the world a difference wouldn't you say
0: oh 100% i mean we were talking just before we started the episode about the when you are designing when we are like designing a song or we're writing a song or something like that with another artist it is vital to have that feedback. I mean, feedback is power. So me and Tom were just discussing, like, we get worried when we send, like, sound design ideas to the artist and and all they come back with is, yeah, I like it. Because it's like, but but does that, like, represent your sound? Does that make you feel the way that the story should make you feel? Like, when you're singing, can you imagine, like, the crowd interaction when you're singing at light? Like, You've got to think about all these things. So, feedback for me is one of like, I'm, I never say negative feedback. I'm like, I'm like you. It's like, uh, what did you say? Critique. It's it's so important, so important. Um, and sometimes probably like with related to this, if a single that you release doesn't do well, that that might be critique in itself to say, right, well, what was it that people didn't connect with that time? Because I've done that myself, I've, I've kind of went, well, that, that that one wasn't as successful um, as the previous or, you know, whatever. Well, why was that? And you can start to challenge yourself, you can start to also change direction in and, and your next song to try and say, right, well, that didn't work, let's try something different. Or even you could change your marketing. So it might you might still be like, oh, I believed in that song, but you know what, it just it wasn't put in, in front of enough people. So you know what next time I'm going to do like a TikTok campaign or I'm going to get really on my social media or I'm going to I'm going to go out obviously it's COVID-19 I get that but I'm going to go out to gigs and I'm going to meet more people and hand out flyers or you know there's all sorts of ways and I think people can get quite creative as well I think I think people need to get quite creative with all the competition that's out there um I I don't have a clue how i would do it and i spend more time in the studio writing and producing now so you know not being an artist myself i i have nothing but respect for people that put so much time and effort into their single releases and their campaigns you know asking for pre-saves sending sending out i guess song pitches to labels and all that takes so much time and effort and that's time and effort away from the music and a, I think a lot of people get put off by that. I, I've listened to a lot of music marketing kind of podcasts and YouTube videos and there's some great material out there. So you should check out people on YouTube um, that are, you know, that are well, well versed in the music marketing field. And, you know, they have their own channels. I think there's one of the guys... Oh, I'm going to forget their names now. Dad, There's an English guy called Darren... Is it Darren something? Um, but yeah there's there's people out there like that that are very very like they they put a lot of emphasis on the fact that if you want to make it in today's world you need to do the marketing as much if not more as you do the music and i don't know like that would frustrate it, it does frustrate the hell out of me because we we all we all do music because we love music right so it's like if we liked marketing more, I'd be working for a marketing company.
3: <laughs> so
0: I know. It's so complicated. I mean, we
1: know another good piece of advice is like get get comfortable in front of a camera and like Instagram stories and stuff. We've got a lot of friends, Andy and I, that we've met through this podcast that hmm. you know, I watch their stuff and think they're doing really well. They're doing they're doing all the right things and making the right moves to get their audience engaged, and you know nothing grows overnight remember how much effort it takes from a long period of time of just building that audience and it takes posting you know posting a real post on social media once a day instagram stories every day multiple times being on tiktok twitter youtube facebook instagram Uh, yeah like andy said it's like a lot of it is marketing and knowing how to market yourself yeah It's huge. I mean, we've got an upcoming episode with uh, one of Andy's good friends, and now one of my good friends, Natty Dredd, who really took off on TikTok and done a fantastic job. Um, And another friend of the podcast, Wendy Lucas, fantastic at just filming her day to day and like she's really great at engaging. Mm. She's got her voice is great in, in terms of her speaking voice, how she. Puts herself across is wonderful. Yeah. So just and and when it goes back to the songwriting as well, like Andy said, like how does the song make you feel? Does it? Does it give you the feeling that you're trying to, to, to to give others? Like if it's a sad song, like the song we just listened to, Julia Brennan, very sad song, and it completely conveys that message. Does yours? be critical with yourself. Listen to it and think, no, it's it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm not. I may need to go and re-record the vocals. I may need to completely ch- get rid of the drums, make it acoustic, or just like some certain drums. Things like that are so important. How would the audience participate? Like Andy said, like, you know, with Ashley Amber, you can pitch yourself, what, like singing along to it. And, you know, just think back to how Brian May wrote We will rock you. Queen, we will rock you. You've heard the song. Everyone on the planet has probably heard the song. He wrote it thinking, how will the audience? What will they do when they play a song? Just a dun 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 dun, and then they wrote a song to that. Just that simple, like dun 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 dun. The most engaged crowd
0: song that has ever been written. Pretty much, isn't
1: it? Exactly, and like they write that with the audience in mind. And a lot goes into how we'll... And again, like, we were speaking to Dave. So go back and listen to this Dave Darlington podcast. Music producer he produced for Sting, Avicii, David Guetta, Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson. He worked with Michael Jackson. He did movie soundtracks. He told Andy and I he doesn't think what we as the artist thinks about the song. He mixes a song for the audience of the artist. Does it convey the right message? Does the mix sit in a place where wow, this piano is amazing. it makes me feel this way, hence you already know what the song's going to be about so he He practically said he doesn't care what the artist thinks as long as the audience is the right direction. Look who he's worked with superstars it works like you know how your song sounds overall is so important like. You know, you're not gonna get engagement if you just record it in GarageBand, and it sounds like and it sounds like it. You really have to put the time and effort in, and make it sound good. Make it sound clear. Make like a lot of songs you hear. I know we said earlier, like 40,000 songs get uploaded a day to Spotify. I wonder how many of them sound great. Hmm. I wonder how many of them have had the time and energy put into making it sound as good as it can. Releasing it, and like Andy said. If it doesn't go well, the competition is so fierce, so don't put yourself down, carry on. Maybe change up the strategy. A lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is, well, this worked, let's go with that again. You know, where where I've had my personal listeners and audience engagement is through playlists and get on playlists. I have a friend that is completely against playlists, won't touch or try and get in a playlist, <laughs> but they'll go with Facebook advertisement and yeah. stuff like that and... You know, it just comes down to trying to know what works for you and what. That's why we weren't expecting so many answers, like that were, you know, that a lot of people were saying they reach out to bloggers and things like that, and music bloggers and YouTube channels and influencers, and all these things are just great tools to get your music heard. So we just really wanted to get that across and have a, a real conversation about all the things that could work and there's no right answer they all probably will work for some people and won't work for others
0: definitely and it's all interesting stuff and we actually we're going to play this now and we had a, um, a person called Ryan send in a, a, I mean thank you for sending this in because it's a, basically they, they just talk about their, their story um, with how they got their music heard in a particular way so I'm going to play that now and And then we can discuss it after. Let's do it.
2: Hi, lovely folk at the Songwriters Lounge. This is Ryan Kelly Berkowitz sharing some of my stories as per how I got a few releases out there. My producer at the time contacted a few program directors and one amazing gentleman got back to us, Paul Richards, who was with WHLI 1100 AM at the time. And he listened to everything, and he played me for years on the strength of my music. Initially, he had made me the, um, the spotlight artist for a week. He marketed my material. He sold my CDs. He made them part of gifts. He made them part of giveaways. He told everybody to, where to find me. He was just wonderful because he genuinely liked my songs. If you submit to people and they listen and they like you, they're going to play you. People are... Most people are genuinely nice and kind, and they want others to succeed, especially in in this business. Um, I had also reached out to a few radio personalities on my own, Um, and right now I'm working on a live show of originals that I've written for all the people that I impersonate. It's called Mostly Dead People and Share, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm going to write to every theater company Across the U.S., every regional company, going to write to cruise ships and write to places abroad, and um, just keep knocking. You know, and that's just what you have to keep doing. I know sometimes it gets frustrating, but um, tenacity has to win, right? Because if not you, then who? And if not now, when? So, yeah, you just have to plug it. You have to plug what you're doing, because you. I mean. In the, in, in the infancy of the whole process, it's your baby. They're your babies, right? They're your darlings. So no one is going to care about it initially as much as you are. And that's, that's right. I mean, who is going to care? It's, it's, you should care about it the most. And then once you get ears and once you get people, once you move people, they'll, they'll listen and, and, and they'll help. Um, it was nice to weigh in, you guys nice sort of meeting everybody kind of again my name is ryan kelly berkowitz and i was happy to share some stories about getting some of my music out there
1: hey hey, thank you very much that was uh, mostly mostly dead
0: people and share is my favorite show name i think i've ever heard i could definitely um i would that that kind of name i would check out at the edinburgh fringe because it's it's like loads of stuff like that yeah that would be that would be class mostly so dead
1: sh- people and share i yeah, love it yeah. it's, it's like comedy gold right there yeah. yeah thank you so much ryan that was a very detailed message that i'm sure a lot yeah. of people would take things from and yeah i mean basically what ryan was saying
0: was believe in yourself and believe in your art believe in your art yeah absolutely and i mean it's just one of these things if if uh, if I I think the the most successful people i remember like i remember distinctly on certain like interviews and it's it's like what we spoke about the very start of the show with with the with the hits like that are being documented on the vice news channel story behind series a lot of them were just like i wrote this and i was either just like so proud of it that i didn't really care if it like made me millions of pounds or was heard by the thousands of people. I just was so proud of it. And I think like there's there is something to be said there when people just like believe so much. Like that's that should fulfil you enough. And anything that comes as is, is a cheeky bonus. Obviously you've got bills to pay if you're like <laughs> trying to survive on music and, and stuff like that. But I think that that does that, that does have something to be said about it. Is, you know, you believe in it, you trust in it. And you know a, a lot of people that have had the success you know said that they didn't they didn't they didn't go out there with expectations it was just a it was a bonus that people liked it and i like that
1: yeah and i mean of course gigging and playing shows is important and totally and you've got you know, people that work their child, ass off. <laughs> gigging non stop try not and just just don't just play in your cities guys come on like try your best to spread out because if you play in your city, you'll be a, you know, you might make it, but you know, I see that a lot in the States, like a lot of people are like oh, our music scene needs to change. And just like, no, well you'll just, play, unless you want to be just like a, a local musician, you're not going to get anything done. You need to go and spread out and, hmm. and get your music heard by more than just people around. Cause people around know who you are. Like, you know get your music by, heard by other people and yeah i mean it, it kind of leads nicely onto next week's or next artist spotlight episodes discussion topic sure um we wanted to kind of link these two in and this is an honest one we need you guys to be honest about this um so this the, the next topic is how long is your attention span when listening to new music do you give it a chance or do you skip after only seconds be honest. We will be honest. But you'll have to wait till the next we'll episode very to hear yeah. our thoughts. Yeah, I'll be very honest. I'll be very honest. Um, <laughs> brutally honest. <laughs> brutally honest. But yeah, yes. so how long is your attention span when listening to new music? Do you give it a chance or do you skip it after a few seconds? Let us know your thoughts. There's a ton of different options that you can go with in this answer. Um, and it varies on a lot probably. So just... Keep that in mind and um yeah. yeah. Send send, we'll send it, it to, hear, to us hear our thoughts next time
0: too via DM on Instagram at songwriters lounge underscore or you can send it in voice note form to submissions at songwriterslounge.net. There's a multitude of ways that you can get in touch with us, whether it be you know Instagram, our website, you name it, just drop us a line and we will help you out and point you in how you can get involved in the next episode but until then we want you to stay healthy keep listening to music and we will see you in a couple uh, next week or the week after who knows when we drop the next episode we will see you right there so take care guys and all the best see you then guys Bye bye